One-of-a-kind shades made to order by Vaporshades.com. Vaporshades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at Vaporshades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, Patrick. Nice cock. They want to see me do my dance in these thousand dollar pants. Don't just spend me and my mans. Baby, whole life chops on your ass. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. The weekend is almost over with, but don't fret. You got a brand new edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Make sure you check out my website, Tuttle.net. It is brand new, been redone, been redesigned. It's more sleeker and easier for you guys to use because the previous version of Tuttle.net was a little messy. It was no fault of Jason, the guy that did the uh, original website for me. He's Big Bubba Army. He did it for me while I was still at the BRN. So it was mostly my fault because I, I gave him too much stuff. It was cluttered. But now we thin the herd. Everything is easy and simple to find. You know, I could sit here and plug and and spend the first five minutes of the show plugging everywhere you can find me. But if you want to find me anywhere online, go to Tuttle.net. So if you listened to yesterday's show, I you know that I came over to Tampa. I was going to hang out with my good friend Colton. Haven't done it in a while because I'm taking him back to Orlando. He needs to catch a flight at Sanford International on Monday. So I'm helping him out by doing that. But last night, we ended up watching the Tampa Bay Rays game against the New York Yankees. It was game five in the American League Divisional Series. Now, let me take a little step back. I talked to one of my good friends, one of my former co-workers, who is one of the biggest Yankee fans that I, that I know personally, and that is Jack Bradshaw. You know, uh, because I'm I'm a Braves fan. He's always been a Yankees fan. And I was talking about it. I was like, yes, I'm a Rays fan, but it would be kind of cool. Because I, I, in all actuality, I thought the Yankees were going to win. I mean, I mean, they're a historical team. They got so many big names on their squad. But wouldn't you know, David and Goliath, and David ends up going legend. But I was talking uh, to Jack Bradshaw. I was talking about one of the greatest World Series moments, even though it was against my team, was when Jim Larritz in the World Series, Braves versus Yankees, Mark Wohlers is on the mound. The guy is throwing straight gas all season long. Jim Larritz comes in to pinch hit in the eighth, just like Mike Brasso did last night, and went yard. Tied the game up, and the Yankees ended up winning that game. And they and the Braves never won a game the rest of that World Series. But hell yeah, history repeats itself. But instead of it being the Yankees, 
It was the Rays. Now, before I get into the home run call, because I do have the audio, what makes this home run even more legendary was Adonis Chaplin, who is, or Chapman, not Chaplin, he's not a part of a religious cult or anything like that. He ended up throwing at the head of Mike Brasso a month earlier. Here's Brasso, pinch hitting for Susugo. Oh, over his head. 101 up around the head, and uh, Brasso can't be very pleased with that. Two balls, two strikes, two outs are in the ninth. Swing and a miss, and that will do it. Chapman does the stare. Brasso looks out there as well, and now they have some things to say to the Yankee dugout. There's going to be some chirping from both sides. Yeah, you know that. So when a guy that's throwing gas in the hundreds throws some chin music at you, it's only to intimidate you. And then Brasso ends up striking out to end the game. And the bench is clear because they didn't appreciate what Chapman did to Brasso. Who would have thought it? Coming up in one of the biggest games of the year between the two teams in the American League Divisional Series. Chapman has already pitched an inning of relief pitching, and then Brasso steps up with the game tied and goes legendary with this blast. Chapman threw over the head of Mike Brasso September 1st and destroyed left-handed pitchers. Chapman, no regular lefty. 3-2, Brasso sends one into left field. Gardner going back, and it is up and gone! Mike Brasso has homered! And the Rays have a 2-1 lead. What a moment for Brasso. Even though Chapman headhunted him the last time he struck him out, Brasso keeps it classy. Because if I would have been Brasso, I would have given the biggest bat flip in the world, stared down Chapman, and then I would have gradually just took my time walking around the bases. So what does this mean now? The Devil Rays, well, they're not even the Devil Rays anymore. The Rays are going to be playing one of the most hated teams in all of Major League Baseball, and that is the Houston Astros. Cashman needs to keep his eye out and make sure none of these Strohs are beating on trash cans, throwing up pitches. Hell, the Rays pitching staff is so much on fire right now, I think that they could actually telegraph on what pitch is coming. And what better of a story would it be with the team with one of the lowest payrolls in baseball wins it all? The Rays have already been there once before, and they ended up coming up short against the Philadelphia Phillies. And I think right now the Rays are a team of destiny. Could Tampa be title town USA by the end of the year? Hell, I mean, if Brady can keep up with what down it is at the end of the game, we could see an NFL, NHL, MLB triple threat championship. How huge would that be? Tampa Bay, you should be proud right now. As shitty as things have been with COVID, this could be the city's redemption. And before I go to break, I might as well stick on sports. I took a little bit of a break, and I'll be damned. I've told you guys, I have not missed a University of Florida Gator football game with my dad in a really, really long time. 
I had to come over to Tampa this weekend. I had some very important meetings that I had to go to. Plus, I wanted to hang out with my friends while I was over here because I haven't seen them in a while. So I was able to sit down. I was able to watch the Florida Gators football game against Texas A&M and looked pretty good at first, but I knew even after the old Miss game, I was like, the defense is going to be a liability. And I was right. I mean, it's not like I went out on a limb or anything when it came to calling that. The offense, offense still looked pretty good today. Don't understand why they were actually trying to run the ball at the end of the game. Jesus Christ, you got one of the best passers in the NCAA, and you're running it, and you're fumbling the fucking football. But you know what? They deserve to lose that game. I, if I was Dan Mullen, I would have gone over there. I would have gotten Todd Grantham's face, and I would have been fucking livid. Because the only reason, listen, if the Gators scored 38 points, there's no reason why they should have lost that game. It's not like the offense didn't do their job. They scored just enough points to be able to win, more than enough points to, to, to win. And I just don't get it. Why can the Gators not put together one year? They'll have a really, really good uh, defense. The next year, they'll have a really, really good offense and have a absolute dog crap defense. And that's exactly what cost us that game today. And I wonder how long Dan Mullen is going to pit up. I mean, Jesus Christ, Todd Grantham has the nickname Third and Grantham. Because you cannot. His defenses, for some reason, cannot get off the field when it's third down. Because I think A&M was like 8 for 8 today when it came to third down conversions. And how do you lose it? Jimbo Fisher since he was at Texas A&M, has not even beaten a top-five team, and Florida was there. And I'm sorry, Gator fans. I'm a big, big Gator fan, but I'm also a realist. And if we can't handle Texas A&M, and we can't stop them, and it, trust me, Georgia's defense, a lot better than Texas A&M. So the defense has got to step up because that's the problem or we're not even going to sniff anything close to the SEC East. Right now, it's not looking very good for us. I mean, we still control our own destiny. We got to play Georgia and then we're going to move on from that. Now, I will say that Oklahoma-Texas game was pretty goddamn entertaining. Uh, what's his face? Oh, man. God damn it. I forget his name. He calls all the NCAA March Madness games Gus. His name, Gus Johnson. I absolutely love... I would I would watch golf if Gus Johnson was calling it. But he, he yells too much. But it would, it would definitely make the sport interesting. I would, I would watch a, the Westminster dog show if Gus Johnson was calling it because this guy looks like, sounds like he's going to have an aneurysm every time there's a single big play that happens. So, I, guys, I apologize. I didn't mean to turn the beginning of this show. I'm not trying to be a Jim Rome or a Dan Patrick or whatever that dude down in South Florida is or even a Jay Moore when he used to have his sports show. Or even a JT the Brick. I mean, those guys are really, really good at what they do. But I don't think my audience wants me to talk sports all the time. It's just, I was excited about the Rays winning last night. 
I was kind of excited to be able to watch the Gators play today, but you know what? And and I'm not one of those people that thinks that, oh, I jinxed them because I didn't watch the game with my dad. No, I've I've never been that type of person. I I, I know some people that they have to be sitting in the same spot. They got to be drinking the same beer. They got to be eating the same food. It was just very, very highly disappointing. Be back in a few minutes with some other things. You're listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. He's a nerd. I've only been arrested one time. A radio personality. Professionally, I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in. And hot talk satirizer. You would think with everything that's going on, a Caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an African-American or a minority. You're listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Have you considered owning your own restaurant franchise? Good Life Organics currently offers territories across the United States. Check out GLO Franchising. That's GLO Franchising on Facebook to sign up for an overview session today. Good Life Organics Franchising, a new partner of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tell them Tuttle sent you. Send them a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash GLO Franchising. I'm a hypocrite. I ask for sincerity and I lie. I denounce the system as I embrace it. I want money and power and prestige. I want ratings and success. I don't give a damn about you or the world. That's the truth. For this, I could say I'm sorry, but I won't. All right, welcome back, guys. So you know that I've been talking about having the hernia problem. Well, I don't even know if it's a hernia. It's just a little bit of a sore spot that's a little swollen hell who knows with the, with the history that my family has it's most likely cancer wouldn't you know that i'm finally getting healthy i'm finally stopped drinking i'm off all the psychotropic drugs that oh yeah guess what tuttle now that you've decided to be healthy and make a change in your life oh i have cancer now that's one of the reasons I do not believe in God. Because, you know what? If there is a God, that's a pretty fucked up joke to make. I finally turned things around. I failed at trying to commit suicide. And a lot of people are like, ooh. And that's the other thing. Please, don't tell me God was looking out for me when that happened. Oh yeah, he wasn't. Where was God when I was going being depressed and all that good stuff? I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I was ever the best person in the world, but goddamn. But I ended up shaving my crotch area, you know, my pubic mound, my, the, the balls, the shaft. And it's been a while. See, now, when I was on the dating scene, when I might happen, when I had a greater chance of zero of getting laid or something like that. Yeah, I would I would clean up down there. It's not listen, I, I don't want you to think like I'm acting like I'm a porn star or something. Hell no. But I mean, if I'm just being honest, women don't want a lot of hair down there. Plus, I know I, I'm not trying to be cliche or anything, but it, it does look better. Makes you look a little bit bigger. Not saying I'm anything to brag about. I mean I'm a little above average, but it's just kind of nice. But I've been having problems with this little spot. 
it's it's right in the growing area, right on the left hand side. I haven't had a, I really haven't had much problems with it uh, in the past four or five days, but uh, you know, over the past weekend, oh man, it hurt like a son of a. Well, let me back up a little. It didn't hurt. It was just uncomfortable. I mean, I I got a pretty good threshold of pain. I mean, if you've been listening to me any time on the radio, you know that I've done a lot of stupid stuff. I've gotten hurt, got way too many concussions. Also, it doesn't help that I've done all the drugs and alcohol, whatever it may be, even though I'm clean now, I've done some damage. But, so, I was showing my dad. Now, I, I, I... you know, my dad's a guy, so I really didn't have a hard time. I mean, I covered up. I didn't show him my penis or my testicles or anything like that, but I showed him. He was like, oh, you don't have much hair down here. Somebody, and I was like, Dad, I took care of it. I didn't want to tell him, like, oh, I'm, I'm cleaning it up just in case I meet a girl, but... What I'm trying to say is, you know, he, he commented that. was like, oh, you, I mean, you don't got a lot of hair down there. And I was like, yeah, Dad, thanks. Thank you for embarrassing me. But then, now, this, this, this gets even worse. One of my mom's good friends that used to live at the Hobo Fish Camp, her name is Louise. Now, Louise is almost a doctor. She is, a, what is it? Not a registered nurse. She's almost like a... um. What is it called? It's a it's a a physician's assistant. They could basically write uh, scripts and stuff like that, but they're they're not quite a doctor yet. But my my mom knows her. It's a uh, mom, Louise, and then Brenda. Both both Louise and Brenda are from Chicago, but they're really really good friends with my mom. Uh, Brenda's husband is Bob. Bob is the one that I went, I go to all the movies with. And that's another thing, man. Jesus Christ. I'll get into that later. But me and Bob used to go to the movies all the time. So mom, Louise is back in town. She usually goes up to Chicago during the summertime, but makes it back here during the winter. So Louise is here. She's smart. She knows everything when it comes to medical questions. The mom drove me over there to go check out Louise, and the whole time I'm like, oh my God, my mom's friend, one of her best friends, is going to be looking at my crotch. Now, before I, before I get into what happened there, I, if any of you guys played sports, if you played sports, I don't know if it's like that everywhere in the United States, but when you play sports, you have... To get a physical done. They, they do that because they're trying to cover their own ass. Because I don't know about you, but when I was playing high school sports, there were a couple of humongous, well-known athletes in the state of Florida that ended up dying. One of them, off the top of my head, was that I wrestled two years. And the only reason I wrestled, I was not great at all when it came to wrestling. But. I wrestle because I wanted to get in shape for baseball. And, and no matter what anybody says, I'll debate them. The, the most athletic sport when it comes to getting in shape is wrestling. And the first year I did it, man, I had one of the best seasons that I ever had pitching in baseball because 
I could go the whole seven innings and I would not even be tired because just try to wrestle three two-minute rounds of high school wrestling, you will be absolutely tired. There was a, uh, there was a what was his name? Billy Sailor. Billy Sailor, uh, he was, I think, a heavyweight division wrestler uh, for Swanee County. The guy was absolutely a stud. I don't think he lost a single match his whole four years of wrestling. You know, we thought we had a great heavyweight uh, wrestler. Uh, what was his name? Butterball. Yeah, his name was Butterball. Everybody was like, oh, nobody can beat Butterball. He's a heavyweight. Our guy was amazing. Well, pff, Billy Sadler folded him like a lawn chair. Well, come to find out, the dude ended up dying before he even went to go play or wrestle in collegiate wrestling because he, I guess, was running with the garbage. And that's the other thing about wrestling. I don't even understand how we got away with what we did to be able to cut weight because they would make us, like, I remember going to regionals and wrestling. We ended up sitting in the bathroom with the shower steamed up all the way, wearing garbage bags and spitting and taking X-lax to shit our brains out so we can make weight the next day. And that's the thing about it. You do all that to try to lose weight, you're absolutely exhausted. You are so drained. And a lot of us got our ass whipped. So it's best to try to keep up with weight instead of cutting it a couple of days before. But that dude ended up dying because he was working out. I, 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 I could be wrong, but I think he was taking like creatine or something and was wearing the garbage bags and running. I guess he just overheated and he, and, and he took a lick. So you would have to get those physicals done. And, and the physical itself did not bother me, but I found out that they wanted to check you for a hernia. And back then, I don't even understand why they got to grab your nutsack to check to see if you have a hernia. But I was scared about that because the only people that it, or the only people, the only person, well, I'm sure my dad saw my, my balls and penis when I was a baby. I doubt he changed any diapers because my dad is a man's man and men's, and a man's man does not change diapers. But my mom had seen it. But besides that, nobody else, nobody else had really ever seen it. Maybe, a you know, pediatrician. But I was a teenager. We had to go in. You had to go get your heart checked out. They did this. They did that. And then the final thing, you had to go in there. Guess what they do? Hey, drop your pants. And as a 13, 14-year-old, that's a little nerve-wracking, a little traumatic, especially when you've been through childhood trauma like myself. But you got to drop your pants, and they, uh, they grab it. Turn your head to the left. Cough. Turn your head to the right, cough. And I, I passed every single time. Uh, and, and I was freaking out about it. It, 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 I, it was worried. I was so worried leading up to it. I was like, oh my God, I got to dry my pants. And it was not that bad. But, you know, this past week when I went to go see my, my mom's friend Louise, I was like, oh man. It brought me right back to being a 13 or 14-year-old. I'm like, oh, I got to drop my pants. She's got to look at it. Um, and she didn't ask for that. 
Now, she didn't bring up that I was uh, freshly shaven. Because I did. I, I did. I took care of everything. I mowed everything down. Now, you don't go straight straight razor. Well, I don't I would never use straight razor. But you don't go with, like, a, a bick. You don't bick it right out the beginning. You got you to gotta mow that stuff down before you hit it with the razor. So I do it with the razor. Da-da-da-da-da. You got to make sure you get all the curlies up. Because I did all this the other day when my parents went to their doctor's appointment. But the last thing you want to do is your parents come home and see a bunch of pubic hair all over the floor. So I took care of that, made sure I cleaned. I even vacuumed. And then you got to go over it with the bag. And I did that. I just wanted to be able to get a clean look at it. Plus, you know, haven't done it in a while. It's more hygienic to be able to get rid of that hair as well. And back to what I was saying, you do look more impressive, in my opinion. But I did, I did have a little bit of swelling on the left side of the growing area, right, right where the leg meets the trunk. And now, now it's gone down. But I, but I've also read from a lot of people, and and Louise also said they they don't go away. I mean, if it's not that bad and you rest, maybe it'll go back in, and then the uh, abdominal muscles will strengthen back up, and it might, de- might not be that bad, but it's something that you do not want to wait very long to do, because if it becomes a problem, oh, they say that you got to pit it out, or pitch you out, and that's the last thing I want to do, man. It is so scary. I don't know if any of you guys have had this happen to you before, or you've had to be put under anesthesia, I've had it happen to me twice, both when I was a young adult, uh, one, one being my uh, tonsils and the other being my appendix. Now, the tonsils, the tonsils was not, you know, a walk in the park because it feels like you have straight up razor blades in your throat. And for some, some reason, the nurse, before I left the hospital, go home, hey, here's a Sprite. I drank that Sprite. Oh, all that carbonation burned the absolute piss out of my throat. And then it didn't feel good. And then I got car sick. And by the time we got to the end of the dirt road, going to the house that we lived in in Leon Springs, I puked up red carbonated Sprite from all the blood that I had been swallowing. Now the appendix. Now the appendix. I was out for about a week and a half. I mean, not out under, under anesthesia, but... I, I didn't even get to eat for like four days because I guess from what I've read and learned that they actually got to pull some of your guts out to be able to get to your appendix. And that was not fun. But it is scary. And no matter what, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to fight it. I'm going to fight the anesthesia. Yeah, good luck with that. You get this garlicky taste in the back of your throat. Whenever they inject that stuff with you, it's it's a really, really weird feeling. And if I'm just being honest, I'm not trying to be morbid or whatever, but it's almost like you're dying. It, it kind of is. You're, you're not choosing to go to sleep. You can't fight it. And a lot of people, oh, it's just routine stuff. Do you realize how many people end up, like, perishing or dying? Because, I mean, 
There's so many things that could happen. You could have a bad reaction or they might not even be able to get you up. And I am extremely. So that's the thing about it. Now that I we have Google and all these resources to be able to research things. And I know you shouldn't do that. One of the last things you can do is go to WebMD when you're not feeling that great and type in some of your symptoms. Nine times out of 10, it's going to come back. You have brain cancer or some type of really terminal cancer. That's the last thing you should do. So, but it was kind of embarrassing. I got to give Louise credit. She didn't comment on my freshly shaven testicles or anything like that. But she she said it could be a hernia, but who knows? Hey, my mom wanted her to look at it, so it wasn't my idea. I didn't go up to my mom's best friend and say, hey, look at my crotch. Can you tell me what's going on here? No, I, I didn't do that. My mom was the booker on that one. And when my mom books something, you go and do it. Be back in a few minutes. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Man, maybe I would have way more sex partners in my life if I just threw caution to the wind. It's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. All right, guys, last segment of the show. Earlier, you heard me talking about my mom's friend, Louise. uh, That is the nurse that ended up checking out if I had a hernia or not. But her other friend, Brenda. Brenda, they're from Chicago. She is a nurse as well. But her husband, her name, his name is Bob. And me and Bob, when he's down here, we go to the movies all the time. And... That kind of made me sad when I was talking about it because, as you know, back when I was on the BRN, we used to have Eric Weber on. I know, I've known Eric Weber back from the original time when I was working at Real Radio 104.1 with the Monsters in the Morning. And the guy knows his movies. If you'd like to check out his website, go to a, uh, go to a words ace dot com that's awardsace.com it's a great website he reviews all the movies but one of the saddest things yes i mean it's not as sad as the 210,000 people that have died but i am a big big movie fan now i've been watching movies i've been watching movies on netflix but it's just not the same people it's not the same getting the experience of going to the theater opening night on Fridays and checking out the newest movies. I just loved it. And yes, I know it's expensive, but a lot of these movie theater companies give you these deals, the Stubbs Rewards thing. You can pay 20 bucks a month, and you can see three movies a week. That means you could see 12 movies a month 
for $19. And it was worth it. I never buy anything from the concessions. It's a big ripoff. I know that's how the theater companies make a lot of their money, but I, I'm not spending that type of money when it comes to food or, or drinks and stuff, because guess what? Uh, what? Even if it's the longest movie in the world, even if it's like three hours, say it's like a Saving Private Ryan or something, I can hold off. I don't need something to drink or eat. But before I get, before I get into, because I, I wanted to go through, because when you're on AMC, they keep a history of all the movies that you've seen. And, and, and it shocked me how long it's been since I've been to the movie theater. Before I get into that, I, I've been trying to get, and, and please, nobody go to Eric Weber and say, oh, Tuttle's mother effing you on his show, because I'm not. But I've been doing this podcast, and I knew right at the beginning, I wasn't set up, didn't have the right setup to be able to have Eric Weber on as a guest. But I've been trying and trying and trying to be able to get Eric Weber on my show to be a guest because he is good no matter what you say. I will fight you tooth and nail because Eric Weber is good on the radio. I think some of the best stuff that we did when I was on Buds and Suds on Bubba's show was when we would have Eric Weber on because the guy is brilliant. He's good and he knows his stuff and he's funny. Not only could I throw any other topic out there, he could riff with me. And none of the stuff, we did not pre-plan any of the stuff. But I've been trying to get Eric on my show on the Tuttle Daily Podcast for a while, and I cannot get him to commit to being on my show. And I, I don't know if I did something wrong. I don't know if it's like, ooh, why, why would I want to be on your podcast? And if he doesn't, I mean, that's fine. I'm, even if Eric said, listen, I'm big time, buddy. I'm living out in L.A. right now. I don't need to be doing podcasts. I have an image to uphold. I'd be fine with that. I would still be friends with Eric. So I need, I need to get, get a hold of him. I need to make one more run at him to see if I can talk him into it. I mean, we don't even have to talk movies, but that is what he's doing now. So the main reason I wanted to get in talking about movies is that when you're a part of the AMC Stubbs list, they will give you a little bit of your history rundown. And, okay, so where is this? February 5th. My God. February 5th seems like decades ago, but we're still in the same year. And I'd already seen this movie before, but I w the last movie I went to the theater and saw was Jojo Rabbit. Now, this was the second time I had already saw it, but I went with Casey. Casey, yes, the same Casey that I used to date, but she was like, hey, I'm not working. I know you go to the movies all the time. Let's go see a movie. And I was like, there really wasn't a lot out, but I knew she would like Jojo Rabbit. So we went and saw Jojo Rabbit. Then, before that, January 31st, me and Bob, me and Bob went and saw The Gentleman, and that was the one with Matthew McConaughey. It was the Guy Ritchie movie where he was the weed dealer in the UK. And then, January 17th, I saw Bad Boys for Life, the third Bad Boys movie in the trilogy. I know a lot of people really didn't like it, but I enjoyed it. 
I really did. It was not my favorite. And then on January 13th, now I remember exactly what this was because this was, was the second time that I saw 1917. Uh, I took my dad. I actually got my dad to go to the movie theater with me, and he highly enjoyed it. And then on January 11th, I went and saw Just Mercy with Michael B. Jordan, another great one. Uh, January 9th, I saw 1917. Let's go down here. Uncut Gems, December 26th of 2019. Oh, the good old days of uh, 2019. I ended up seeing Uncut Gems. Then I saw Richard Jewell. And then, oh, why did this one have to come up? Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Saw that one. Oh, see, this one's going to make me sad. On December 6th, I saw Chadwick Bosman. As far as I know, Chadwick Bosman's last movie, uh, 21 Bridges. So went and saw that one. And then, oh, Knives Out. Knives Out. Holy crap, that was a great movie. And I got to get my dad to watch that. Um, I like that one with uh, Daniel Craig. Really great movie. And then the winner of Best Picture from last year's Oscar, Parasite. Now, I know a lot of you guys, well, I'm not going to go see some uh, Korean film with English subtitles. The, you don't, the movie is so good, you do not even realize that you're having to read. And then, uh, I'm not going to go too far deep, but November 24th on my birthday, I actually went and saw A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. That was the Tom Hanks one. Man, there were some good movies. Ford versus Ferrari, Midway. Uh, uh, that was a stinker. Terminator, Dark Fate. Zombieland, that was a stinker. Joker. Oh, did I? Wait, Joker. Yeah, I wouldn't actually saw that with, uh, I saw that with uh, Colton's sister, Carissa. She actually enjoyed it. So what? the only reason I went through all that is because I, I just wanted, I, I just realized because, you know, getting caught up with this pandemic, I completely forgot, man, it has been a really, really long time since I've been to the movie theater. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed today's show. Going to try to get back into the swing of things. I've talked to my producer, Vulture. He has a bunch of extra lineups coming my, or extra interviews coming my way. So probably Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're going to get two shows a day. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Hope you guys are having a great weekend, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Cam. You want some cool-ass sunglasses? Check out Vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by StitchYouUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions Presents. Show voiceover service is brought to you by jcvoiceover.com. 
That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. Check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? Concerns? Or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead? Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on?